I V M. Welcome to the IVM Podcast Network. TFG Football is an IVM production and you can also check out their other awesome shows like the On Course Podcast, a show where they help you to tackle various questions related to abroad studies, like which university to choose or how to navigate the application process. You're listening to TFG Football. Good day everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the TFG Indian Football Podcast. Uh, today, a big day for Bengaluru FC. They will play April 25 sports club. Uh, they come from North Korea. Uh, so, they are already down 3-0 uh, thanks to uh, the great performance uh, in the rain last uh, first leg at Bengaluru FC. Uh, I was just waiting for you to say great performance by the rain. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a good joint effort uh, you know just leading to absolutely uh, no game in the second half uh, uh, mostly it was just uh, just trying to keep the ball out of the water and uh, thanks to that uh, bengaluru have a good healthy lead to t- take into the second leg uh, that's happening today at 2 pm uh, but by the time you you hear this podcast uh, it's probably uh, the, the the match might already be underway so do visit this, uh, the fangarai.com for uh, uh, you know the, the updates of the match that uh, is going on uh, right now as you might be listening to uh, so uh, in other news uh, as we as we spoke in detail about uh, the fifa officials coming to india and speaking to a lot of clubs so they did visit the northeast as well uh, they spoke to many clubs uh, the i league clubs from the, the northeast and guwahati uh, to that side so one one team that was missing was uh, Northeast United. So, Chiranjit, uh, any any reason uh, for them missing out uh, on uh, this meeting with the AFC and the FIFA officials? I don't know, man, because uh, the FIFA's uh, tour is based around uh, you know talking to I League clubs mostly. Maybe uh, it's it's the same as it was before. You know, when the joint task force meeting was called in Kuala Lumpur. No ISL team had a independent voice in that, so maybe the same thing is happening, which is uh, unfortunate to say the least. Because uh, look, ISL teams are some of the most important uh, stakeholders in Indian football right now, and if we have AFC and FIFA visiting us, and uh, those guys are not sitting down with them and just re- relying on IMG Reliance to speak for them, that doesn't really bode well for the future top division that we're going to have. Because see. in the end we want clubs that are fully like self sustained and independent and if they don't act independent when the uh, international representatives are in uh, town uh, i don't know man i don't think uh, later on after the meeting was over they went to kolkata and uh, i'm i'm not very sure if atk were involved uh, in the discussions that are going on so it it's it's really un- uh, unfortunate but I just, I just hope uh, whatever grievances or points they have, they've already made it to IMG Reliance, and IMG Reliance does a good job of, uh, you know, relaying that to AFC and FIFA. But in the end, you don't want this. You, you want every club to speak for itself. Yeah. Because that's that's the only way, you know, you have a you have a proper uh, structure uh, where uh, everybody is actually pitching in and doing their work. So, yeah, uh, let's hope for the best. 
Yeah, so th- th- that's always the story because we always hear of uh, one voice from the IMG Reliance uh, team for all the ISL franchises. Uh, so that's that's been the story all the while. And uh, the I-League clubs, again, uh, we've spoken this uh, in the previous episodes as well. Everybody needs to come together. You know, whatever issues are there uh, needs to be brought out for the good of, uh, at least for, for the Indian football uh, betterment. So we've seen try, yeah. everybody try to put their own you know interest in front of uh, the development of uh, the, the Indian football. So uh, let's hope yeah. uh, you know at least uh, this time when the FIFA officials are uh, giving the time of their time directly to the clubs. Uh, I don't think this yeah, has happened and, before. And this was a, this was a historic moment, by the way, because look, there are three states in the northeast which are ahead of everybody else uh, in terms of football engagement and development and performance right there's meghalaya there's mizoram and manipur hmm. okay assam is nowhere near i, I mean uh, i think uh, sikkim and assam will uh, just have to jostle for the fourth and fifth spot uh, out of the eight states in the northeast and uh, you have three clubs from the top three states in the i league you know, just just the way a top division should be. You have Aizawa FC from Mizoram, you have uh, Shilong Rajong from Meghalaya, and you have uh, uh, from Manipur, Niroka. Uh, so all of those people were there. There were the state association people who also joined in that meeting. So, yeah, it, it's not like not having Northeast United uh, present uh, made any difference in the end because the best voices from the Northeast were represented. Yeah. And uh, you, you're gonna base. Um, I'm, I know why they uh, picked Guwahati for an ISL franchise. It has the best facilities and uh, most well-developed stadium. Uh, but really, Guwahati is not the biggest footballing hub. Assam is not the biggest footballing hub in Northeast. So you know, uh, you're gonna have one team out of. Uh, I mean, this, I, I now I sound like a broken record. One team out of Assam is not gonna represent all eight states. So I don't know what was missing from that conversation that went down, uh, but it would be great to see, uh, you know, Northeast United people actually taking uh, active interest in this uh, hmm. conversation that we're having around merger of ICD and ID. So yeah, let's, let's, yeah. Uh, what, what day is it today? It's, it's 13 September. Uh, so a couple of days later, we'll have new clubs being announced. Uh, probably we'll have Gokulam coming into the I League. Then we can actually say that the I League actually represents the best footballing quarters in the country. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, for, maybe for the first time uh, in years, first time since uh, uh, the mass exodus of the clubs began. So yeah, let's. Uh, in some ways, uh, there are positive signs. In some ways, uh, just just regarding this conversation, uh, there are still hurdles to overcome. Yeah. Yeah. So talking about the ISL I leagues and uh, there is news about signings. Uh, so this this is coming from Chennai and FC. They announced a, a winger that's coming in from uh, all the way from uh, the Netherlands. He he na- he is named Gregory Nelson and uh, he joins uh, Chennai and FC from Bahrain uh, Bahrain club Al Moharak. Now he has been a product of Alkmaar Youth System. Uh, now. He's uh, no. This is very interesting. He's 29 years old. He has already played yeah. for the national team at under 17, under 18, and under 19 level. 
Now this, yeah. now this is something serious we're talking about. A youth product system from based in Netherlands, and he's also represented that the youth system, uh, the youth teams, uh, you know, continues. And you now this is no break. Now, so this yeah. is this, this is a great signing. Uh, if you go to see, you know, uh, kind of uh, on the younger side, twenty uh, nine is really not uh, that old. If you could consider, you know, the the eyes <laughs> are signing. So, uh, Chiranjit, what do you think about him? Well, when you say twenty nine is not that old, I get some uh, you know uh, assurance <laughs> from that. I'm twenty nine, so uh, the usual when we talk twenty uh, nine, it, it's like a footballer uh, is sort of approaching uh, the you know the, the downward slope of his career, you know. Uh, but we we don't know, man. Uh, this this guy uh, seems like a good utilitarian signing. Uh, I don't know how this will affect. Uh, Uh, the position of boring the Bodo uh, in the in the Chennai FC team uh, because uh, he he was one of the players uh, he plays in uh, the wing. I was really looking forward to seeing him uh, in Chennai FC jersey this season. But yeah, he he's obviously he's going to have uh, a lot of competition from the foreign signings and uh, a lot of these franchises will go for uh, foreigners uh, to really you know uh, populate their attack. So yeah, in that way, it's it's a it's a pretty uh, what you call it. It makes sense to bring a player of uh, this caliber in. Uh, as as you can see, he's not a uh, you know head turner signing uh, in any way at all. Yeah. Uh, he's he's somebody with a good enough experience. He's got youth on his side, durability. Uh, he's he's somebody who will be expected to uh, you know how many matches are there going to be in uh, ISL? It's eighteen, and if you are going into the final, you're playing. Uh, 21 matches. So yeah. He he is going to be uh, expected to start 15 or 16 of those matches. Uh, so he he's uh, he, he he's supposed to just give it all. You know his, his uh, presence uh, is going to be required uh, to justify his inclusion in the team. So uh, that's what it is, and it, it's going to be good uh, you know, for the for the in, Indian youngsters that are there in Chennai FC. Uh, I I mean we we put out a article yesterday on the Fangraphs. dot com on the young guns of Chennai FC. You can go out and check that out. Uh, but these are not people who will teach them a lot by sharing a, a dressing room with them. But this is genuine competition. Yeah. If you have to jostle with players like this for a place in the team, you grow as a player. Okay, okay and and the, uh, talking about the youngsters who are, uh, let's say, twenty-one, twenty-two, they get a couple of years to jostle with this guy, and by the time this guy turns thirty-one and they turn twenty-four, they have become better than this guy. So right. I, I, that is a that is a long-term benefit that you can have from a signing uh, like this. And also, so, uh, just yeah, talking about uh, the the youngster that you mentioned, uh, like Bodo, uh, he's uh, also in the team uh, in the U, in the setup that uh, you know Matarazi has left behind. Anil Thapa, yeah. you know, uh, a, a guy like him who was you know he brings himself in the spotlight just by play, playing out great performances last season in the ISL, and then he makes his yeah. way to the national camp. You know, and now now. This could be a change. Obviously, we will be talking in detail of uh, about each ISL team. Uh, you know, it's uh, very a long way to go. Uh, but in a quick thoughts on the new uh, and the new coach that comes in to replace Matarazi, uh, will the youth setup uh, that Matarazi uh, showed so much trust on? Will this will this continue? Do you think, Chiranjit? 
it has to man because uh, chennai nfc uh, you can see that they are setting up shop for the long term they are uh, launching some youth teams in the national youth leagues uh, and academy is about to be set up uh, and uh, it's going to get accredited so these are the investments for the future so uh, you talk about jerry you talk about uh, anirudh you talk about boring the everybody is supposed to be i mean some of them are on long term contracts already some of them are not but uh, you can uh, bet on the fact that chennai city will try to get them uh, uh, you know tied down for the long term uh, for 4 5 years so these are the uh, really long term development projects and uh, you by developing players like this you create superstars and you uh, just form a deep bond with the fans who will come to see these players for years to come and uh, the best from these players is still far away in the future you know they they're going to be at their best when they are 24 25 so there is no scenario where uh, john gregory uh, does not put an emphasis on continued development of these players and it's not just him you know uh, materazi has left but uh, it's uh, but the entire youth setup you know it was under the uh, care of uh, syed pasha who is an assistant coach at chennai nfc yeah. pasha is still there he's a well known coach he's a veteran in uh, youth development he's worked across age groups in various academies and clubs uh, and even state teams so yeah he's still there he's he's going to run the operation uh, there's no question of uh, there being any uh, any let's say full stops or gaps Uh, in the process that has been started yeah so that that's uh, the uh, the thing uh, it's like a teaser that we might uh, talk about when we are when we are previewing all the uh, teams so this is a great point that uh, 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 you know matarazi ha- had stressed on uh, having the youth in the team you know showing the future for for the club and country and on that note we will take a break right now and after on the other side of the break uh, we have another signing that's coming in from delhi uh delhi dynamos have got the signings done uh, and more on that after the break long long ago not in bethlehem but in a place nearby there was a wonderful birth of a huge show which i like to call cyrus says a show that encapsulates everything in human history from the first homo sapien to the last homo sapien Uh, who's traversed the entire world and then come back to India. This is a show which tells you everything about everything. If you want to know, avoid Google, come to us. It's called Cyrus Says. Get new episodes every Monday on the IVM podcast app or wherever you get your podcast on. You get one banana water free with every podcast. Right, I'll just check that. I'll just check that. Welcome back to after the break and uh, we were continuing on talking about ISL signings. Uh, we finished uh, talking about Chennai FC. uh and this is coming in from delhi dynamos fc so they've signed a double uh, they've got a double signing uh, one comes in from all the way from spain a full back uh, his name is edu moya and another one coming in from the ne- netherlands kuyan fernandes now the spanish uh, uh, the spanish guy is a defender he is a full back and the dutch guy is a forward uh double signings uh from the delhi dynamos uh, chiranjit where are they heading with their signings well they are just uh, filling in the uh, remaining blanks now <laughs> i mean delhi dynamos did a really great job in terms of uh, their indian signings in the draft and uh, the emphasis they put in uh, youth so it it's it's 
pretty obvious that this time the core of the squad is not going to be like Spanish or German or the uh, Brazilian or whatever it is. Uh, it, the the core is going to remain with the Indian players. So what you see from Delhi is a, a exercise in okay, this is the uh, department where we need a, a couple of more, uh, more guys and stuff like that. So they're going around making utilitarian signings uh, to fit those specific roles. So these two signings are just like that. Uh, you, you're gonna have uh, some uh, more personnel uh, on those departments. Yeah. So uh, Goyan uh, is a 31 year old. Uh, he joins in yeah. uh, after his stint at the Dutch club ADO yeah. Den Haag. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, then he went on to represent uh, Kurako at the international level, uh, where he was part of the squad of the 2014 Caribbean Cup. And he was also called up by the then head coach, Patrick Clivert, for the World Cup qualifiers. Now, he, he's got some uh, good experience against uh, uh, playing against yeah. good opponents uh, under Patrick Clivert. Uh, he was one guy I used to look up to. Uh, great, great, yeah, I great mean, coach. Look, and he's 31, so he can win the Emerging Player Award. <laughs> yeah. Highly likely. Yeah. Uh, and uh, 36-year-old Edu Moya is also in contention for the Emerging Player of the Year uh, Award. Yes. Uh, he comes in. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in from the third division side of Spain. Uh, that's uh, goes by the name CP Carcerona. Uh, he began his career yeah. with uh, Extremadura. Uh, Moya also went on to play for Mallorca, Celta Vigo, Hercules in the uh, Spanish top division before he moved to Bolivar. Uh, he's also played in the Bolivian League. Uh, he's played played close to 300 games at the club level. Now that's some experience, Chiranjit. Uh, 36. Yeah. You know, you know what? Uh, this is this is one of the things that ISL teams have learned over the past couple of years. Is that you don't really bring uh, a player who has spent most of his career in La Liga uh, directly playing into India. You know, it, it can often create a situation where uh, he's not communicating well with the other players in the team. And this is something I think Alejandro Del Piero talked about privately when he was uh, uh, in India playing in ISL. Uh, he, he thought, I mean, uh, this, this is just uh, hearsay, obviously. But apparently he was not the only one who complained that there are moves that he would conceive in his head and he would uh, expect others, his teammates, to know about it uh, in, in, let's say, EPL or uh, some of the big leagues in Europe. Right? So he would make that move and the uh, and his Indian teammate or, or some other teammate that he's had would not see that coming. So that entire move would just go to a waste. So see, there, you cannot have such a big difference in quality and experience between players in one team. That's why so many marquees have failed. Some yeah. of them were too old to fire, but some of them also failed because they could not gel with the others. And it's a team game. You know, you, you cannot just... Uh, it's, it's not like cricket, you have one Chris Gale who is just going to go out there and uh, hit Chesa uh, Chakka and uh, turn the match around. You have to have somebody who, who understands his footballing language, you know, that, that particular uh, players. And often that does not happen with uh, these uh, big expensive signings that they bring in from uh, Europe. Rather, if you can have somebody uh, who's, who's got a, you know, less of a 
uh, quality. I mean, so to say, if you can call it that, somebody who has not really made it at the highest level in Europe or something like that, they can still put in a very effective, uh, you know, uh, shift yeah. for you uh, in, in the ISL because their experience and their uh, level will be much more easily adaptable to the kind of game that uh, the Indian players are playing. And this is even more important now because there are more Indians in the team. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, there's going to be eight uh, foreigners in the squad and five on the field. So Indians are majority on the pitch now. So you have to adapt the game to suit the Indians better. So this is the kind of uh, signings that you will get. And this is why you actually see some of the big name uh, signings. Like even uh, Nicolas Anelka is a bad example. He, were, he was not really uh, firing anymore. But some of the big players who did not score that uh, well, uh, did not fire that well for ISL teams. But Dudu Omagbemi, you know, old, frail Dudu Omagbemi comes to uh, Chennai NFC and scores five goals. So... Yeah, uh, that's that's how uh, this game works, uh, and uh, you know it's, it's a it's a new reality that the ISL teams have had to learn, and slowly they are adapting to it. Yeah. No, yeah, that's that's the point that you were making. Uh, it really summarizes uh, the shift of ISL uh, teams thinking from having big names to active footballers. You know, whatever the age is, they've been active. They're playing. They're playing games wherever, whatever league, whichever country they are playing in. And I think that's the main criteria. If you are active, you are. If you are able to give those 90 minutes on the field, you know, for a year, for a season long, you know, that makes it at least, uh, you know, a, a fit in in the current uh, hot and humid conditions. Uh, it's not a problem uh, yeah. in, towards the end of the year uh, when the climate is still cooler. Uh, the bigger difference happens when uh, the the heat kicks in. That is, you know, uh, late February, uh, March start. So uh, we yeah. we have to see about that. You know, how how that goes about. A quick thought, a uh, uh, quick uh, you know, discussion on uh, Rohan Sharma's tweet. Uh, now he's a director at Delhi Dynamo's FC. Uh, he says uh, they will not be signing all eight foreign players. Uh, that is a quota for uh, for foreign players in this team. Yeah. He says. Uh, we want to have a spot for the January transfer window where they will uh, you know, make use of that one extra place in that uh, foreign team quota. Uh, yeah. And the second reason is uh, this: he says that we believe in our Indian players. I think that's just uh, uh, something that need not be mentioned. Obviously, you do believe in Indian uh, counterparts. Uh, but uh, interesting to see that uh, they're leaving one spot open for the January transfer window. Chiranjit, your thoughts on that? Yeah, some of them uh, will be very uh, actually smart to do that because uh, you don't know which player may uh, fire and which player may misfire, right? So if you have uh, you you go into the uh, November December months with uh, uh, six or seven foreigners in your squad, and you find out one or two foreign players which are not really uh, doing that well. Now, there are no more Indian players uh, available for you to sign at that point in January. But, yeah, in Europe, you have a transfer window open. So, yeah, you can uh, try and make that happen uh, in January. So, it's, it's smart thinking. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think they're uh, actually preparing uh, for, for the longer uh, yeah. haul here. Because in, in, the, in the future, you're not going to have eight players. 
Correct. And, and that's, that's, precisely, uh, uh, that's yeah. precisely his uh, next uh, point on his tweet, saying that we want to prepare for the, for the next season where uh, most probably yeah. there'll be a less, uh, less number of foreigners than it is right now. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this is, I mean, I'm actually impressed by Delhi Dynamo's decision because they are uh, in a thinking way ahead of most of the other teams right now. Even uh, most of the I-League clubs are not showing this kind of, uh, you know, uh, just consideration for the future. Most of them have always tried to just get by the season and uh, most of the ISL teams have also done the same. I think slightly this I would disagree on game. that, on the I-League club uh, vision part. Uh, no, uh, it's the other way around. They've not been shown the vision uh, for the way forward for I-League clubs. Uh, so all on that note, uh, we will have to uh, end the show and that's a wrap for all the discussions on the Indian football. Uh, if you're listening to us uh, on YouTube, do not forget to like, share, subscribe and comment. You can also download IVM Podcast app that's available on Android and iOS. And uh, till another episode, we'll catch you guys tomorrow. Bye. was Tantrik Steve from Hansraj College, Delhi, performing at IIT Bombay's Mood Indigo. Just like them, there's a lot of new talent and art coming out of colleges all across India. But unfortunately, most of this goes completely unnoticed or ignored. To fix this, we started ATKT.in. Hi, I'm Ankur. I'm a musician and a rapper. And I found that one of the best things about being an artist myself is finding new talent. Through ATKT.in, Tanya, my colleague who's a dancer, and our whole team really is putting all of our efforts into discovering and promoting all the coolest talent that's coming out of colleges all across India. And this goes up on our website, our social media, TV, radio, and now of course, this podcast with IVM. Make sure you go to our website, support the talent with your likes, your shares, your comments, all of that really matters. Go ahead, check it out, atkt.in. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. Sorry to say, but there's been a slight delay due to the apocalypse having suddenly begun. As you can see, there's death, destruction and chaos taking place all around us. But don't you worry, food and drinks will be served shortly and I would recommend checking out IVM Podcasts to get some of your favorite Indian podcasts. We'll keep you going till this whole thing blows over. Thank you.